Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're doing awesome. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to um, do something a little bit different. Uh, I've interviewed a few people. We'll keep it completely anonymous, but people with good marriages and talk a little more about boundaries um, in dating. People, uh, you know, uh, Krista and I, when we look back and we say, um, when we look back at our dating time, it's very often that we'll say, man, I'm so glad we you know, I'm so glad we did that. I'm so glad we had that boundary. Or we look back and say, man, if we could do it over, we would do this a little bit differently. So I've sat down with a couple people and asked some questions and going to give you some feedback of uh, boundaries and dating, things to do, things that were the right thing to do before marriage, maybe some things to do differently and break some things down here. So one of the, the couples that I spoke to, um, you know, a lot of them actually came out to be the same thing. And I think overall, uh, the, the main voice as a Christian and, and people called to the ministry, um, but even just in general, you're called to something. As, as a child of God, you have a call on your life. It may be a ministry calling. It may be a uh, call to business. It may be um, whatever it is. Uh, but one of the main things that everyone repeated over and over is we, I made sure to speak the vision, to be very clear and plain about speaking the vision that God has for my life. And I thought it's interesting because the next question that came to my mind when I heard that was, um, is it'd be pretty safe to say that you'd have to have a vision for your life before you should be getting married. You know, I think it's interesting in Adam and Eve in the garden that God gave him a work to do first. And so God gave him this job. He named all the animals. He was to tend. He knew exactly what God had sent him to do. And then God gave him a wife. You hear so preachers. The moral of the story is if you don't have a job, you shouldn't be trying to get married. Yeah. Just saying. If you ain't got a job, you don't need a wife. You don't what need do you, no boo. What, she's supposed to be a help meet. What is she helping with? She's trying to, <laughs> she coming in to do your dishes. What she, what's happening? You're trying to get her to do your laundry. She's supposed to be a helper for the mission. You know, I think that's where people get off. One of the things that um, the one of the couples said is, um, which is awesome. He just said the first couple. He said, um, you know, we I'm, I made it uh, a purpose. I looked forward to my life as a as our life as a married couple, and we want to serve God full out. And I made it a purpose to do those things while we were dating. So serving the Lord. He said we purposely plugged into church more. We, we served. He said we would go soul winning together. He said, I wanted, he said, the pace that we were running while we were dating is the pace that we were running now. And he said something interesting, and this may rub people the wrong way, but he said, we weren't always minded just on, on dating. He said, I wasn't so dating minded. He said, I was kingdom. He didn't say kingdom minded, but that's basically what he was saying. He said, I was, I set my eyes on doing the things that I was doing by myself before the relationship and that I wanted to be doing once we were married. So they were winning souls together. He said, I wasn't, we weren't always just watching movies together and going on dates and going to the beach. He said, it's not even things that are wrong. He's like, it's just things that are carnal. He's like, you're in a, people get in a carnal relaxed mode, but you need to be in a place of like going after the things of God. And so you can tell in the marriage, I mean, they're having a great impact. They're called to the mission field. Um, but doing the things together that they wanted to do with their life. When you look at the call of God in your life, what does that look like? Is it, is it, it winning souls? If you're, if you're a Christian, we're going to talk about that in a later podcast, but you're called to win souls. Your relationship should have that included in it. It should be something that you shouldn't be embarrassed to share the gospel with somebody if you're with your 
girlfriend. If you, that should be a red flag. If you're with your girlfriend or boyfriend and and you have to tone down the things of God, you're not in the right relationship. Or you, or you don't want to bring them. You don't want to bring them to your church because they're gonna think it's weird. Or you don't want to. You know. You don't want to talk about the things of God with them or the things that you feel called to do because you know some somewhere deep down inside you know that they're not on the same page with you. Well, that's the first thing you you need you need to you need to dump them because they are not on the same page with you. And especially if you're a woman and you're looking at this guy and you're like, you know, truly he's not everything that I ever thought that I could have in a husband. But, um, you know, the devil's lied to you to make you think that you, this is as good as it's going to get. Um, I want to tell you, if you're in a relationship like that, get out of it quick and just be thankful that you didn't get married already. Um, and, and just be glad that you, you still have time. God can restore and redeem and he can put you with the right person, but don't be caught in this trap where you think that since you're in this relationship already, that now, uh, you have to conform your life to fit into this relationship with this person that doesn't have a zeal for God. Like you have just because you're already in the relationship for whatever reason, it's not, it's not permanent. Um, you know, if you are married, then you need to now pray for your spouse. You need to now make it your goal that you're going to believe God that this person's going to come around on the same page with you. Um, but I will tell you, that's the harder road to take. So if you're not married to that person yet, um, don't marry them based on the fact that you think, well, because they're just so cute that everything's going to work out, even though they have no zeal for God and you know that you can run circles around them spiritually and they're not even interested. Um, and so that's stop, what, stop yeah. trying to put a round peg into a, into a square hole. You know, when, when that was a big thing with everyone, all of the couples that I spoke to, they all said, we spoke the vision. We made it clear. Hey, this is the guy, especially, Hey, this is what I'm called to do. Are you willing to go with me? I'm not trying to like, Oh, this one, I think it can work. I, I was in a, personally, I was in a relationship back in the day that I was like trying to figure it out. Like, Oh, you know, this person's not exactly what I thought. When I mentioned ministry, they like froze like a deer in headlights, but I think we could make it work. You know, like you need, if you're called to go into full-time ministry, you shouldn't be looking for someone who's like, who doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Oh, I just want to stay home with the kids. Someone who's like, I've talked about it before, someone who's like working for the weekend. Oh, you know, I just love to travel. I love going on vacation. You you need someone who's like willing to work. Like there's a mission at hand. Uh, Adam didn't get Eve so she could like spend all his money and take him on vacation. Mm-hmm. So you could take him on vacation. Like there needs to be a purpose behind your marriage, even if it isn't ministry. If it's like, hey, we're we're kingdom-minded people. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is like get you to be kingdom-minded. Like your life isn't uh, get an education, get a good job, retire at 65, and enjoy life as much as you can. That's not the gospel. The gospel isn't enjoy life. The gospel is take up your cross and follow Jesus. Like your life on this earth, you're gaining treasure in heaven. You're going to spend eternity in treasure. And maybe if you're lucky, a hundred years on this earth, like at 108 years at max, right? 120 years at max. But our life here on earth is, is short. This is a time of sowing and reaping for eternity that you are making choices now. And so your, your marriage should be geared in that direction. We, um, uh, one of the things that was said, and I'll go over some of the practical boundaries, but they said that they didn't want to be always on the defensive. So they had clear boundaries. Hey, we're not going in the house together by ourselves. We're never going in the bedroom together. Even if there are people in the house, there were some practical things, um, 
you know, I think, I think you shouldn't be making out with somebody like full on, like making out with somebody before you're married. I think, you know, it's crazy. It's 2019. It's normal in this day and age, even by Christian standards, like it's cool to fool around a little bit, like, but draw the line for yourselves. Everyone that I talk to, and these are people that I look at and say, they have a, they have a good marriage. They all said, you know, we had clear lines. And if any of them said, Hey, what do you, if you could do things differently, it was, Hey, I wish we had drawn more clear lines. I wish it had been clearer. I wish we would have, uh, I wish we would have, I wish, I wish the boundaries would have been better. No one said, you know, I think our boundaries were too strict. I think if we could go back, we could have been a little, a little bit looser with our promiscuity, you know? And the thing is, is we, we had very strict boundaries for what most people would say, because, well, first of all, both of us were uh, grown up adults. Um, and he had his own house and, um, you know, he, he could have had me, we could have been hanging out at the house, but that was one of our things. We didn't go in the house together by ourselves unless there was somebody there. I most definitely did not go into his room. Um, whether he was there or not, I didn't go in his room. Like there was just some things that I felt like there was very clear, um, boundaries. We weren't like laying down together on the couch. Like there was just things, you know, (laughs) there's just things staying, uh, staying horizontal, no, staying vertical. vertical. Don't stay horizontal. Don't stay horizontal. Staying vertical. Um, you know, while you're hanging out, that's, that's one way to make sure that certain things, you know, uh, are staying pure. And so we, we would say, you know, we'd look back on our dating and, and though we were very, very, um, strict, you know, more than most people, um, that, you know, I don't know, we can't really compare, but probably very strict in, in comparison to what most Christians would say that was their dating boundaries. And I would say if we would go back, we would definitely be more strict because the thing is you cannot steal something from marriage in your dating time and then be fulfilled fully like you're supposed to be in marriage the same way. I fully believe that what you do in dating, like when you go too far, you steal from marriage from that. And so you're you're stepping over boundaries that when you get into marriage, you're like, there'll be lesser of an enjoyment. So you have a, uh, and that's why you shouldn't date for too long. Like if you're 14, first of all, you shouldn't be dating. I don't think anyone under 18 needs to be dating. The purpose of dating is marriage. It's not to have a friend. Like that's the purpose. It's like, what is this person right for me? I think honestly, there are some 18 year olds who are like ready to be married and there's different people. I wasn't, I, I mean, I was 30 when I got married, but if you don't have life figured out, if you don't know what you're called to do, if you don't have a job, if you're living at home, if you're not, you don't have a course that you're on. If you, if you're like still playing video games for a few hours a day, you're not ready to be married and therefore you should not be dating. Um, but choosing the right thing, understanding the purpose, it's not companionship. It's not so your Instagram feed can be awesome. People can think you're popular. Like the, the purpose of dating is. And that's another thing too, because, um, because of how Instagram and, and all this is so huge with this generation and people get this little peek into your life. Um, that's all the more reason to be, um, so much more careful what you're doing, where you're at and where you guys are together, because, you know, maybe we see, you're at the house together sitting on the couch and there's, there's other people around, but we don't know. And so now we all think you guys just hang out at the house together because that's what's on your Instagram, you know? And so then it leads us to believe we don't know where you draw lines. We don't know where you draw boundaries. And so now you've given off the appearance of evil because, you know, we don't know the full backstory. And so I would just say, um, to somebody who's dating, be so conscious of the fact that first of all, you're an example to people that are younger than you. You're an example to people that are around you, especially if you're in the church, especially if you're a leader and you're somebody that people look to, you know, everything that you display of your life 
in social media, you know, people are looking at and they're analyzing whether you, whether you think they are or not, they're doing it. And they're looking to, they're actually looking for you to set a standard. You know, when we, when we go, um, when we used to go on trips with our, um, with our work and we were working a secular job, um, people would always come up and and make jokes about us, uh, you know, not drinking alcohol and be like, Hey, you want to drink? You want to drink? And of course, you know, we don't drink. We never have. And that's not something that we want at all. It's not even a temptation, but, um, you know, there was, there was one person in particular that would always be like, Hey, you know, have a drink, have a drink. And I think, I think back to on those times and I'm like, you know what, if we actually would be like, you know what, since you've offered it like 25 times, sure, why not? That person would be so disappointed because the thing is, is people actually like clear set boundaries. They actually want to see you as a Christian live differently than them as the world. And so that's why you find people, people that are unsaved, they'll see somebody that was like a, a minister at a bar. And then they're like, Hey, why is that guy here? You know, the unsaved person thinks it's strange that you as a Christian are trying to partake of and be like the world. So, um, so even more so you should be looking at your life and evaluating, okay, what are the things that I need to be doing, especially as a young single person, especially as a dating Christian person, I can't look like the dating, um, person that goes on vacation with their, with their, their, you know, their boyfriend or girlfriend. That's not what you do as a dating, um, Christian. <laughs> that yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah, and, and it's the, the biggest thing that came across from you when I spoke to um, uh, these couples was they talked about having clear boundaries. And so for all of you out there listening, um, I'm going to give a little bit of homework here, but you should, even if you're, if you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, especially if you're not yet in a relationship, but you should write down clear boundaries and you should have them prepped out before we're on where if you start dating someone that you can have a sit down and say, listen, this is the boundaries that I'm committed to. When I spoke to, um, this first couple, they said, man, uh, and, uh, the the uh, the wife said it was so good for me. I have such trust in him because he sat down. He had his boundaries. She had her boundaries. They kind of came to a um, a consensus, and they said we'll never cross this. Someone, if we feel like it's getting to be too much, someone's going to yell. And they and I asked them. I said, "What would you do differently? Is there anything you would change?" And they said, "Honestly, we didn't." And that's really the fruit. You don't want to leave it until you're in a compromised situation to exercise self-control. That's when it's too far. The Bible says to make no provision for the flesh. If you find yourself in a position where things are being compromised, you've actually made an allowance in your boundaries. Your boundaries should be that you're not in a compromised position. And not only that, but like Krista said, to avoid the appearance of evil. You doing that. I mean, there's there's coffee drinks that I can't take pictures of and post on my Instagram story because like nitro coffee, it looks like beer, right? And so I drink nitro coffee, but almost drink it in secret because it's like, I can't, it's coffee. I don't have any taste for alcohol. I'll never touch alcohol. I don't even eat alcohol. I don't even eat alcohol. It's not even, if it's in an ingredient, if it's in my food, if I read it on a, on a restaurant menu, I don't order that thing because there's alcohol in it, right? That's how, that's how strict I am with myself on that. But, but I won't take pictures of it because people all of a sudden think, well, even if it's one out of 200 who doesn't know that I'm into craft coffee and love good coffee and thinks I've got, I'm drinking alcohol, I just won't let it happen. So avoiding cause, Yeah, appearance. if it causes one person to fall into a life of sin, you know, and that's the thing, you know, our life as believers, we've been called to a higher standard. And then, you know, on top of that, um, you know, if, if you, if you want to go the extra mile and you want to be a person, you 
feel that you're called into ministry, then you go the the extra extra mile to to be an example to other believers. But whether you are a ministry or not, you're an example to believers. You're an example in your love and your faith and your purity. And so you have to be you have to be on your on your A game when it comes to what do people see of me. If if I had to wear a T-shirt that said this is you know my life mission statement, I don't pick it. It's just what people have evaluated of me by what they see on my Instagram, by what they see um, me doing. Um, would I actually want to wear that T-shirt? You know, would I be or would I be ashamed of what people think of me and what people say of me um, when I'm not around? So you know, we want to challenge you and. There's probably a lot more that we could say on this, but, um, you know, as a single young person, and this is the question we get so much, you know, what do I do with my singlehood years? You know, how do I, you know, what, what, what is, what is expected of me as a single person? Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to do some more podcasts on this cause I believe it's something that, um, if you're, if you guys are, if you guys are wanting to hear more on it, we want to, we want to be talking more on it because you're getting bombarded so much with impurity and, and immorality. And so we want to be that voice that tells you, you know what, if you're, you're being pure, stay on the path. God yeah. is so proud of you for setting yourself apart and, and for putting, you know, putting yourself in a position that, yeah, it may make you stand out to the world. It may may even make you stand out to your family, may make you stand out to other people, but God is proud of you. You're on the right path. Stay with it. If you need encouragement, we're here for you. Please find us on Instagram. We want to encourage you because you're doing such such an amazing job as putting by, by putting yourself um, you know, in a place where you're saying, you know what, I'm going to live for God full out and I'm going to be pure every single day. We love you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.